The views and opinions expressed by the Love Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times of Good People Company proudly presents the Love Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke, share us with your friends, and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. Hey out there in podcast land, I'm your host Rio, and welcome to the Law Party Podcast, episode 68. What's wrong with the Democrats? Uh, have the Democrats learned anything from the campaigns of President Obama or Bernie Sanders? Uh, but before uh, we get started, let's introduce today's panel. Uh, of course, we've got our attorney champion, Chris O'Connor. He's the owner of Liquid Entertainment and Investments, as well as having an interest in Regal Whiskey and Office Works. We have Big Dave Elliott, he's the owner of CNP Construction. We have Brian Massey, uh, he's a market analyst for True Media and our resident Brain Mass. Uh, ben Roberts, he is our bartender extraordinaire here at the Pendergast Club. And of course, the anonymous female, because she doesn't watch it in our night. So, before we get started and get into important things, let's get into important things. <clears throat> ben, what are we drinking? Drinking a classic cocktail, the Aviation, with Rieger Gin, Luxardo Maraschino Liqueur, Creme de Violets, and a fresh lemon juice. And it is delicious. It is delicious. Just so you know out there. Uh, is it equal parts? Yeah. Equal parts everything? Okay. So, yeah. So, if you're trying to make that at home, it's equal parts. I'm going to say that's an ounce of everything. Yep. Knock yourself out. Unless you're making it thirty-two. But it's but it's much it's much better to come up to the majestic steakhouse and have it yourself. So, and what we are smoking today, we are smoking. Wow, that is a lot different. We are smoking a classic tried and true. We are smoking the Brick House Corona Larga. I was gonna. Try to describe the the kind of flavors and everything in the brick house, but I'm actually going to read um, what was on Cigar Aficionado's website about the brick house because I thought it was uh, very interesting. Uh, a reminder of the last economic recession, the brick house brand was brought to market during tough financial times when the value of uh, when a value priced cigar was most welcome. Um, but there is history in this brand. The Brick House uh, was an old cigar named after uh, the Brick House in Hungary, where its company's founder, Julius Caesar Newman, lived as a child. He eventually uh, started his own cigar company in Cleveland. Uh, why you start anything in Cleveland, I don't know, but whatever. Uh, no offense to anybody out there listening in Cleveland. We love you. Go Cavaliers. Anyway. Your river's um, not on fire anymore, so... <laughs> Uh, and, and that was in 1895, and he launched the Brick House um, Cigar in 1937. Um, the line was retired 
uh, for decades, but it was resurrected in 2009 when America, again, was in a financial uh, crisis and a value-needed cigar was uh, needed again in the marketplace. Um, a few things have changed. Uh, firstly, the economy has improved. Uh, and secondly, um, it's now produced in uh, Newman's uh, factory in Nicaragua, um, but uh, it's still a great bargain, and it scores really high on uh, Scar Aficionado at 93 points, but I think the best uh, part of this uh, cigar, not only is it a really good smoke, but it only retails for about six about bucks. About six bucks. So I smoke them on occasion. So please, if you are a cigar smoker and, if you n and have not tried a brick house, please go out there and try yourself a brick house. I think you'll enjoy it. And that's what we're smoking. Uh, today's uh, RIP, um, I do believe that I missed one that happened probably today. But um, what I had on my list was uh, Barbara Sinatra. Um, she was uh, 90. Um, it has her down as an American fashion model, showgirl, and philanthropist. But I think she was best known. Yeah, exactly. But I think she was best known as Frank Sinatra's fourth and final uh, wife. Um, Besides Nancy Reagan? Uh, <laughs> now, now, now. Who was a showgirl that figured out how to spend his money on charity? There you go. Okay. She did a lot of good things, actually. Yeah, yeah. She was very philanthropic. They were together the longest, too. Yeah, they yeah, were. 20 yeah, ish years? 20 uh, certainly longer than Ava Gray. 20, uh, what? 27 <laughs> years, I think they were together before he passed away. Mia mm -hmm. Farrow, that was another good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very short lived, but yes, Mia <laughs> Uh, if 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 nobody else can remember anybody else that, uh, that well, the one today that you may have missed was Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard, yes, I knew there was somebody Sam uh, of Roadhouse fame. Uh, <laughs> if you would please, no, it, that's all it says. How, how, how old was he? Seventy-three. Okay. He was actually a genius in Roadhouse. May not have been his finest moment. Pulitzer-winning <laughs> playwright and Oscar-nominated actor. Okay. All right. All and right. he was a director as well. He directed several movies. All right. Okay. Speaking of directors, Sam Shepard passed away. <laughs> which, is what, which is what we just said. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, they were talking about something else. Uh, we also want to bring out that this cocktail is very, very potent. It should be drank very carefully. That's the first thing we want to say. Yeah. Hey, All right. Well, drink. I was trying to find it while you guys were talking. Drink responsibly. Remember that. That's what I said. That was great. Hey, and with that, we'll be right back. Hey. You can search for The Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash loftpartypodcast. You can find all of our links below, and now back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So we are back, uh, and before we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. So, if you could be a dictator for a week, what would you change? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say not of some strange small island. Let's just say 
in fantasy land, you could be a dictator here in America for a week. What would you change? Let's start. Let's just go around the table, and I'll start with our returning champion, Chris O'Connor. I would make every single public park have a statue of me that says great things about me and how cool I was. As dictators do. Yes, that is all I want to do. Okay. All right. Everything else stays the same. Yeah, I don't want anything else happening. I probably didn't do anything as dictator. Just rob the people blind, and then I want statues with me. That's all I need. <laughs> so it would still be the classic, same. Classic, yeah. Yeah, it would still be the same. <laughs> uh, what about you, Brain Max? I don't know. That's, that's like a lot to ask right there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I do like the whole statues thing. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was gonna be, it's going to be hard to top that. Okay. Right. Uh, maybe have like a national uh, Big Lebowski Day where it's free, mm. bowl, free bowling <laughs> across the U.S. Unlimited white Russians. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting oh, we get to white Russians too. <laughs> because we must stay diversified. And <laughs> there is one rug that gets passed around. I was going to say, yeah. A rug. Yeah. The rug really made well, the room. I know. <laughs> well, everybody gets the same rug because it ties every room. There you go. It ties every room together. Only yeah. half the people get them, and the whole goal is to like steal someone else's. I think you got it. Ah. Yeah. All right. So every every year, somebody tries to steal somebody else's rug. It doesn't have a rug. It becomes a musical rug situation. There you go. Okay. Yeah, this would be fun. What do you think of Ben? What would you change? God, I don't want to get serious on this. Um, I mean, you can get serious. Watch it, but yeah. You know, just the stuff that I think we all kind of want. Um, getting rid of uh, the whole lobbyist corruption situation we have in Congress right now. and um, dictator. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I'm trying, to be, I'm trying to be altruistic here. <laughs> That's what the following well, line is for. He's only a dictator for, for a day. Congress so. is there for you. Yeah, you get to be a dictator for a, for a whole week. All right, week. so that's the oh, first thing I do, and then I'd subsequently uh, meander into the world of hookers and blackjack, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. All the hookers and Hookers and blackjack. All right. You don't want to name a drink after yourself? Like a classic cocktail? Did you say the one dinner? thing you would change? <laughs> yeah, yeah I Or what would you um, What would you change? The one with egg white. What? That should have been named after you. Your drink with egg white. That should have your name on it. Yeah, it should. It's delicious. Big Dave. Uh, what's your last name? Roberts. See, that's perfect. The Ben Roberts. Exactly. Yeah. It does have a... It sounds important. Honestly, it sounds like you're a PGA golfer in 1930. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Roberts. What would the you ben change, Dave? I would make cigarettes illegal and cigars free. <laughs> and I would put a, a, a rum bottle on every table. Good hey, man. Good man. Good man. Good man. Like a chicken in every pot. Good man. Good man. You know, and um, let's see. Then we should have a uh, free pizza night, too. Okay. That's not a bad okay. idea. Uh, we so now we got we free can, pizza, we free cigars, <laughs> no cigarettes. And uh, we should be able to smoke anywhere we want to smoke. Okay. And, and, okay. and no bitching about the pizza? And, and I would build a statue to myself because people have had <laughs> something to throw stuff at. And yeah. pigeons have to have a place to shit. Okay. And there must be graffiti. It must, it must be graffiti. Yes, there <laughs> definitely should be graffiti on uh, Big Day. Yeah. And it'd be All a big statue because I'm big day. are graffiti. <laughs> and you know, I was female. What would you do if you were a dictator for I a week? I think I would make sports betting legal in every state. 
Okay. Ooh, okay. That is that's a that's a legitimate one right there, including college sports. That's a legitimate yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I don't think care if sports, it's Kiwi sports. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll just say this: the betting you can do in Vegas, I would make legal everywhere. My fourth grader can kick your kids' ass. And on a serious note, I would probably get rid of term uh, no term limits in Congress. Okay, you're a dictator. There is no Congress. I'm only a dictator for a week. <laughs> it's only a week, so. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. But Actually, fun times. Fun times. Yeah. I would make it so you know you could have Vegas style things anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't know. I don't know what I do except. Uh, actually, uh, all of your suggestions sound good, but I would make uh, I would make uh, Mario Day a national. Uh, <laughs> uh, Which is today. Well, the funny, well, the funny. No, no, no. no. There is an there is a Mario Day. March tenth is Mario Day, and I would make that a national holiday. <laughs> and uh, because uh, because I would. This is uh, after Mario the Game Show? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I'm the dictator. I'm, well, uh, I know, but that's where the original Mario Day came from. Yeah. March 10th. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, I'm a little slow with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. March 10th. What, what, what do people do on Mario Day? Um, what would they do on Mario Day? Well, I, you know what? I don't know what they do, but let's let's postulate a little bit. <laughs> Shall we? One, uh, I think uh, all I think all graffiti would be legal uh, on Mario Day. Um, I think that you have to smoke. Good graffiti, not like just like going around and writing stupid no, random bullshit. Tags, everything. It's all legal no, on Mario no, Day. No, Does everybody that. be on their knees in your direction at three o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think I want anybody to actually bow down to me directly. But um, I would think that uh, everybody uh, uh, needs to have at least one uh, whiskey or scotch-based drink and a cigar on set day. Um, and, yes. and... Mormons are going to love this. Hey, hey. <laughs> and uh, they have to uh, make at least one purchase from the Good Times of Good People store and uh, on, on set day, and life is good for me. <laughs> for me as a dictator... <laughs> And uh, and now you know why none of us are dictators because we would do stupid and selfish things <laughs> with our time. But we'd have fun. But we would have a good time, which is what this kind of thing is kind of all about. Yep. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey, out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Love Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. CP Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers, 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com 
and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Bowling. Thank you all for all that you do. Time to rejoin the conversation. We are back and okay, here we go. Party politics. So um, today's topic, of course, is uh, what's wrong with the Democrats. And uh, of course, uh, have the Dems learned anything from the campaigns of President Obama and Bernie Sanders? Uh, but uh, we would be remiss if we did not talk at least about a couple of things that actually did happen this week. Um, one, uh, Reince Priebus uh, resigned uh, as the uh, resigned. chief of staff. Yeah, yeah. Totally chief resigned. of staff. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, <laughs> resign is a loose term. Uh, <laughs> Under no duress at all. <laughs> exactly. But but he is no longer the chief of staff at the White House. And then just today, the uh, person who uh, seemed to uh, force said resigning, uh, Anthony Scarmucci, um, uh, got uh, removed today. So uh, so now we don't have Priebus or the Moosh. <laughs> and, uh, Did you guys see that they have a new chief of staff? John oh, yeah. Kelly. John, John Kelly. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is actually not a bad move. And that was, it seems like, if you think about it, that seems like a prerequisite that we're getting rid of this Yahoo if I'm going to take this job. He's one. So, well, they said that Scarmucci um, thought it would be good to have, to give him a clean slate so he could have his own. Well, it was almost, if you look at it, it was almost the exact same resignation letter that Sean Spicer put in there, which both said... New person, clean slate. <laughs> like, had all these like there was a three sentence thing, and it said almost exa- like it's like they had it as a word template, mm-hmm. and they just right. changed the yeah, name. Yeah, they, they sent it around the office and said, in case you need this, here's the template yeah. I use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't watch the press conference on it. Did anybody else get to see it? I didn't get a chance to see the press conference. It was super interesting, and uh, and I, I really do like the uh, press secretary. I think she's really good, and. She was very adamant that it was essentially Trump's decision, but based on General Kelly's recommendation, and that they really did. Like, he dug his own grave, which I do feel bad for him about, because he's had a shitty two weeks, man. That kid had a kid, he sold his business, he's getting divorced from his wife, and then he gets fired all within 10 days. Well, in the the the, um, true tradition of the... Trump White House, he didn't know how to keep his mouth shut. I think he went over and above and was starting to overshadow in a weird way the president. And if you know any about Trump, don't overshadow Trump. That's always yeah, no, a bad idea. Look, if, not, if, if, if he's not happy if he's idea. not the one in the news. If, if the first thing you say in any official capacity is that uh, the chief of staff <laughs> that you're going to fire everybody and that the chief of staff should perform sexual acts on himself. Probably, 
you're not gonna keep that he, job. He wasn't talking about the chief of staff. He was talking about. Uh, he, was, he was talking about. He was talking about yeah. Ryan's previous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, no, no. The ban on comments ever. But what this is Trump's own fault from the beginning by not making him report through. Mm -hmm. uh, previous, which was a mistake. I mean, in every White House in the world, Chief of Staff is exactly that. It's the <laughs> Chief of Staff. So right. everybody underneath the President reports through the Chief of Staff. And he screwed up by letting this moron, who he, this guy truly is a moron. General His Kelly. business was taking hedge funds, repackaging them as hedge funds, and then reselling them. And that's <laughs> all he did, just to get double fees. Yeah. It's a scam. And so I'm like, no, you should never have been allowed in the White House. You should have never been there. I agree, Mook should have never been in there. But having General Kelly will, that's what that place needed. They need somebody that's organized and disciplined, and you you toe the line. So Just like, you know, in, in our businesses, I'm with you. You you have to have that person that's going to toe the line for you. But what if the person who doesn't toe the line is the one who's in charge of everything, and you spend all this time well, making up for his stupid sorry ass, saying stupid things at four in the morning on Twitter, that then people have to backtrack <laughs> for and lie and cover Can't. up for, and then you get notes during a press conference that tell you something completely different, Can't and Kelly you look like an idiot. That, you know? Can't Kelly control that? That's going to be the major question. No. No, probably not. No, and he, I think he's gonna. Well, he has no he has no authority over the president, but he may have he may have better influence. I would say no that's, that's my point. The one thing that'll happen at the end of the day is if Trump loses Kelly, if he resigns, quits, whatever happens, he's done. Because this guy, if you've gone through previous who you can go listen, RNC Stooge was that guy, he's playing, we're doing a new Republican Party, whatever. If you burn through General Kelly, especially if you do it within six, eight months, a year, you're screwed. You're yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, nobody's this going to his last year in I, I would agree with you. This is kind of Trump's last deal. On I mean, honestly, you're putting out a temp ad for just cheapest <laughs> at that point. Let's see what comes in the nobody, Nobody's going to go to work for him if he just keeps firing him. No, I mean... And, and you have to develop trust. For In my business, trust is one of the greatest factors. That doesn't mean that, you know, I had a foreman recently, wasn't doing a line. Believe me, I spent the last two weeks in the field. I had a whole bunch of them heard from me. So I've heard this. So this is, but you have to establish that every once in a while. I didn't have to fire anybody, but I did have to put the hammer down. I mean, I fired but that's a lot of people. But what I think that they're trying to compare it to is like Trump in his head thinks he's being very Lincoln esque by making a team of rivals with different viewpoints and they kind of compete against because Lincoln certainly did in the Civil War. It was a massive time in history when you needed these different opinions and he was great at keeping them all in check and for the most part, some of the Chiefs maybe part. not, but the rest of them all did pretty well under that system. But this just sounds like he's just putting them in like American Gladiator and going, okay, kiss my ass, whoever kiss my ass is the most wins, I don't really care, you know, and it just seems ridiculous. Well, if that's the case, we really need some cameras in the White House so we can have a reality show. They probably, I mean, they got the Nixon. It's almost a reality show on TV. I mean, it almost sounds as if he's conducting the White House as if it were a reality Like show. it's competition. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. a competition show. And every yeah. week it's like MasterChef. Somebody's going to get booted off because your spaghetti sucks, and <laughs> right. then, you know, yeah, you're gone. You get like, shot. That, <laughs> <is not good. laughs> that is not That's not the way to run a country or yeah. a business or anything else. Jeez.
It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating. So yeah. sorry for. Can also go back to a tweet from I think it was uh, 2012, or <coughs> I think Obama went through uh, three chiefs of staff in his entire presidency, and yeah. Trump was complaining that it was a. It does go sideways on all of them sometimes. We, it's we hard about to find that person that you feel is supposed to be your right hand man or gal. Yeah. And but you can't. It's you a know. hard job. It's yeah, a hard I mean, it's a hard, job. Yeah. yeah, it's a hard job. So you have to give that. You have to give that. You know, I I, I give credit for Priebus hanging in there that long. I just was a little surprised that he didn't hang in there that long. Actually, I was a little surprised he was here I think for six whole months too. Plus, in this day and that line, because we surprised me for him for as long as he did. Yeah, but he was fun to watch. I, God, I, 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 I loved his press conferences. Some of them were just a free for all. I mean, and it was just. Sorry, bro. This, this is actually pretty cool to watch. watch. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, 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 we talked about some, uh, we talked about Reddit the other day. There is a subreddit called Trump Criticizes Trump, which is pretty funny. Mm. <laughs> there are posts on there where anytime Trump does something, there's a tweet that happened like five years ago that he is criticizing Obama for the exact same thing, and people just, that, that's all the subreddit mm. is. Yeah, and that's I, I think they said something yep. about the... Yep, that's exactly yeah. where I got from. That actually is your politics. I mean, I really... Yeah. And one of the things is, true. before you're president, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And then you get in there and you're like, ah, shit, there may have been a real reason we went to Iraq or did something crazy right, or right, right, right. whatever I was disagreeing with at the time. You, we're not privy. We're about privy to about, I would, my personal guess is maybe 20% of the information yeah. in yeah. the world yeah. at best. Yeah. You know? I mean, Obama did the same thing. He got in there and he's like, ah, shit, I got to change himself up. Yep. <laughs> what I ran on may not be right. You know. Or feasible. Right. The other exactly. thing that frustrates me is that you look around at some of the things that are happening with what they're doing with the Middle East. Like border crossings are way down. I mean, there's some positive things that they've done. and But these are by the people that he's put in place. I can't necessarily yeah, give it to Trump. Trump. He has some people out there. I think Tillerson's done a pretty good job overall. I would agree. That's a tough in, job. In spite of... And it, in spite of, to be honest, honest. yeah, but yeah, that's my point is that they, there are positive things happening mm -hmm. in his administration out there that you can't deny. Let me give you a classic yeah. example, and I was but this. it's it's this, almost in spite of you. This is where mm -hmm. it's different being a candidate mm -hmm. than different being the president. So, when you're a candidate, you can go, We're gonna get tough on China, they are a currency, you know, devaluer, they're screwing with us, we need to put pressure on them to fix the North Korea thing. Maybe we think about imposing harsh sanctions on China, blah, blah, blah. And everybody goes, oh, that sounds like you're really tough on China. This is amazing. Really, in reality, if we were ever tough on China, do you know how bad that would screw up our economy? It would be horrible for us. It'd be bad for them too, but it'd be horrible for us. It would put us into a, a massive recession if we ever really did that. And they would be and in so, one too, and then uh, we'd but, both be fighting each other. But, but our hands are tied. So really, when you I mean, say they hold I have so much of our debt, oh, and, oh and, and it would be worse for us. They hold so they hold so much of our debt, and <laughs> half, and I'm being liberal with saying half, the products that America purchases are all Chinese. If we really got tough on them, and and imports stopped, and they start calling in the debt, they can't. We, I mean, they, they can't do it. It's the same reason Bill Gates, as the world's one of the wealthiest men, can't cash out of Microsoft. Mm. It's because you devalue the stock right. and you're worth a fraction of what you were worth. 
You know, like, I don't know if anybody saw, but for this week, Jeff Bezos was the world's richest man for two hours. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, it was just two hours? By the end of the day, it was gone. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it was like, all... Like how, how then Amazon dropped at the end of the day because they missed their earning expectations. And $3 billion later, he was once again the second wealthiest man ever. I mean, it's just a bizarre thing. Yeah. It's what happens when you have paper money. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you're not that... That's our relationship with China. Yeah. You know, yeah. if China really wanted to get tough with us, we'd screw them. And if we really want to get tough with them, they would they screw, screw us. Yeah. And that's yeah. why you've seen... The, Rick Tellerson, well, they, they talk and they try to get something to happen in North Korea, but they really haven't gone too far one way or the other, if you notice. It's really almost maintained status quo. China's trading with North Korea was up 30-plus percent yeah, yeah. last yeah, year. Yeah. And, and they it went up another 20 percent this year so far. They have no signs of slowing down. They aren't slowing down. They've been that shit-ass regime. And eventually it's going to cause a major problem. Those, those, those missiles cost a lot of money. The problem when it's going to be bad, we're beyond a, a military solution at this point because they are getting closer. They're within two years by most accounts of being able to launch a nuclear-armed missile that would actually reach America. Well, their missiles right. are going in the water right now. Every time one of those missiles go in the water, how much does that cost? It doesn't matter. They are so much further along than we actually thought oh, they I were. Oh, I agree. Don't get me and wrong. they have escalated that progress to at least two years in advance oh, yeah. of what we thought they could do which means within two years, they could certainly reach the American mainland, which would be I horrific. That, oh, America. it was Hawaii right now that they can it's, reach. They can reach Hawaii and Alaska. Okay. I've always been they amazed by they can't reach the mainland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Okay. we got we, we got to get to the actual topic at hand, the Dems. So, okay, here's, here's my kind of issue with the Dems. Dem Dems. Dem Dems. <laughs> who's, who's running the ship over there because... Chuck Schumer. Well, okay, so... He had a brilliant week. Okay. Well, maybe this week, but what what I've been seeing the past few weeks, uh, has I, I, it's it's made me go, okay, what the hell is happening over there? I mean, they've had... They, they, they trotted out two or three... So oh, we're gonna yeah. pause. <laughs> this is from our past podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so they trotted out um, two or three different slogans. All of them were they, were, they went from bad to mediocre. Uh, the press conference when they put out the last one, uh, it 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 looked like a. It just looked like a, a rest home ad <laughs> with everybody that was up there. I'm just like, where's the energy? Where's the vitality? I'm like, and with the Obama campaign, and for that matter, the Sanders campaign uh, being as brilliant as they were with their organization, uh, how how does the how does the party seem so disorganized? Okay, I'm gonna tell you first off, the Sanders campaign was not a brilliant campaign. To get college kids to like you by telling them you're going to let them go to school for free is really easy. And how many of them turned out to vote? About 0.0%. So I'm not, he's a nothing. He's a joke. And it's an unsustainable idea. But beyond that, I, what I think you're actually seeing is a massive resurgence of the Democratic Party in a very unified way. And this is why I said Chuck Schumer. Mm. Chuck Schumer has kept everybody 
in the Senate on the exact same page. They didn't have a stray vote on anything. He's kept them in line, and I think what they have done is did what the Republicans did against Obama and go, nah, we're just unified against being against you. This is all we need to do right now is be against you and stick together. We don't need to actually do anything. We just need to say we're not going to help you out in any way. And that's it. And they have Now, that is the one thing that I can say that I've been like, I've noticed that the Democratic Party has been doing that. I wondered when they were going to start doing that. I haven't seen a straight vote this year. No, none this year. I, I mean, mean, especially in the Senate. No, none. None. I, they, I can't think they, of they, they have, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Big Day will probably disagree, but them actually, for a change, towing their party line uh, has, has, <coughs> has been... It's been refreshing to see that they can can get behind one notion. The problem is, it, it's in, the in, Republican in, problem. Well, the problem. I think the problem is once. Okay, it's kind of the same thing with uh, the Republican health care. So you've had a, a, a protracted amount of time to write something worth worth looking at. So but remotely the same people. I, I will and I will shut up after this. But in seven really? years you've had a million really? Republicans in office. I will absolutely <laughs> be quiet because I know you're definitely gonna want to jump in on this. But what, what I will say is it's hard to be in charge. Because when you're in charge that means you're supposed to be coming up with the ideas and leading them and it's far easier to attack ideas than it is to just attack at nothing and stay together and say no 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 no. And Republicans did it for the last eight years. And they did a very good job of it. I mean, they were very successful for the most part in saying no, 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 no. You know, but they didn't put forward anything that was of interest. They just said no. And that's so easy when you're not in charge. Once you're in charge, you figure out, ah, this kind of sucks. And if they stay together, we're pretty screwed. You know, and I loved McCain going out there. That was one of the most awesome things I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, doing it like doing the gladiator thumb down. Yeah, I was I was I was like, all right. I heard, I was, I was like there's McCain. There I've heard, he heard a lot of people criticize him. And if you watch the tape, what happens? He goes out there, he has to turn to the guy who keeps rolling. Right. Then they have to read him the bill because people are like, why was his hand out there so long? He's trying to be super dramatic. Yeah, yeah. No, they have to read him the question then, and then he goes, no. Right. Well, and, and it shouldn't have been a surprise because he told him when he made his speech about, you know, he, he said, yeah, I'm voting to continue debate yeah. or to be able to debate. Right. To do it the right way, and the way said, we've done it for 250 and years. And he said, as this bill stands right now, I will vote no. Yeah. You know, so it shouldn't have been yeah, surprised to anybody. That, that, that I was surprised that people were surprised. He missed his turn to vote because the president called him trying to change his mind. I mean, that's why he wasn't there when they said John McCain. You know, he had to come back in later and go, wait a second, I want to get my vote on I want to get my vote on Fuck no on this. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. You know? And I loved it. I thought it was great. And that's a guy I thought really voted with his conscience. And from that, I will be perfectly quiet. <laughs> So I think, I think I assume what we're really talking about is uh, what happened with the Democratic Party when Donald Trump got elected versus well the fact that we tried to push Hillary so hard and well that's I, why we're in the presidency of affairs right uh, a little of that 
and a little that now that he okay so my fear is that uh if if trump does not last out his presidency mm -hmm. and so we get president two, pence yeah, two, two to three years of president pence what is the dems actual platform like what's going to excite their base and excite uh, kind of the, the 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 middle of the road people to to come to their side. Well, I think all they're going to do is just say, "Look how bad it is. Look right. how bad it was." That's all they're going to look how bad. Well, I, but like literally, their first slogan they tried to try it out was, "Have you seen the other guys?" And I was like, "Oh, come on!" That's right. Just but you got to consider the place in history. This is a Ford versus Carter moment. Yeah, no, if you really think about it. If yeah, it is, most if of the people there pin, were there when Ford versus Carter. Sure. I mean, if <laughs> you want if you want to think about it, if yeah. it's a Pence yeah. versus, you know, yeah. whoever else kind of yeah. a thing, whoever else is going to win. But I truly think that they are so far removed from general population that they don't get how Me, to connect. Like any of them? Like yeah. Like the damn yeah. uh, Yes. But I think... I think that, you know, we saw it with the Republicans and they're kind of trying to, I mean, whether right or wrong, they right. are trying People. to connect with, with yeah. Joe Schmo on the street. Yeah, which is kind of where I... Yeah, but now you see street. it, now you, it's maybe because it looks like, or, you know, whatever, that the Republicans are finally connecting in some way. That it, it's like this glaring spotlight, but I don't think that either one of them have done a good job with connecting to the people. And I mean, I, we read that article about you know most Democrats, most normal you know everyday voting Democrats don't know what the, their Democratic Party stands for. And I, I mean, there's a. <coughs> I'll send it to you. I think I sent it they to you, the Chris. Big three. They know the big three. I don't think so because most of them, when they polled them, it was we don't know what they stand for or we just think that they're against Trump. We know what's welfare, abortion, and the environment. Everybody knows. Same way that Republicans are always pro-life. I don't think everybody knows cuts. that, though, because yeah, no. when was the last time you heard him talk about any of that? That's what they, literally, in any election, you need to talk to about 7 to 10% of the voting population. That's about it. That's the swing vote in every election. Every election is based on 7 to 10% of the people that are really, so, truly, did you read that article I sent you? Yes, I did. And it even says in there that, that they failed to connect in a way that got young voters... Or minorities out to vote. Two traditional categories who never turn out to vote. So if your strategy but is they're based at on every, counting they're, on them to come out and vote, that's completely wrong. But I people, think, go, people love it. JFK won because of the young vote. We were so excited. America is Camelot. No, he won because the Chicago mob were the people and you see minorities out you know, at all of the rallies, and you see them talking. They don't register to vote. They don't register to vote I, and I show know. up. That's the problem. That is the biggest problem. I don't agree with that. It, it, I, I, mean, I mean, statistics like I would said, just bear it out. In the poll that this article is about, that isn't even that does what you're saying. Polls of isn't people relevant. who haven't voted 
are not the same as polls of people who actually turned out and registered and did all the stuff you need to do to vote. And both, That's and both can be misleading in that aspect. And they were all completely wrong with the exception of the professor at USC who actually nailed it. He said, no, statistically, Trump's going to win this by far. Well, I, I think it's an interesting party dynamic on both sides right now because you look at the Republicans and, and they are having a lot of different factions. And all the different factions don't necessarily agree with each other. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You, you got, sorry, this this is kind of the way it's supposed to be. They're, they shouldn't be lockstep. I mean, Obamacare is, is, is Affordable Care Act is having major issues. I think it'd be very difficult to fix it. Um, what they were coming out with, with all their bills and the Republican side, was, was not a whole lot different. I mean, this is not where we go to fix health care issues. And when you look at the Democrats, I mean, they are, you had Hillary as a leader, you had Obama as a leader, you have Bernie Sanders. I mean, Bernie Sanders was, not even a year ago, was talking about the uh, virtues of Venezuela. It ain't working out too good. So, but, but the Democrat Party has become very old. And I think they are kind of disconnected. I think the general public, middle America has kind of been awakened a little bit. I think they have a stronger voice. I think you look at, at, at some of the poorer areas where they keep voting for the Democrats time and time and time again. And, and, and those, areas, hang on, those areas keep suffering from the same maladies every year. It's the same thing. They always go in and promise the world they really don't get anything, and I don't think the Republicans do any better about helping them. But I think it's, I think it's kind of to Chris's point, it's one thing to go out and have your voice and yell about it or protest or whatever, but if you're not going to the poll and right. voting, then shame but, on you. But what happened with the Republicans and why Trump got elected is because a lot of people went to the polls and yeah, they didn't absolutely. vote. And this is... Well, he lost I, I think this election. totally blindsided the Democratic Party. Well, well he lost I, the I popular truly... election. Yeah. yeah. But, but no, that, wait, that doesn't matter. He just went to the right place. The bottom line is yeah. he, got, he got elected. That's the bottom line. And this blindsided the Democratic Party. They are really went into chaos. Some of them went off, went totally off script, out in outer space with some of their comments. You maybe, know. maybe so, but I'm dying to know what the two youngest people here think. And if you know more people your age who are Democratic or Republican and which way they normally go, especially when they're younger, uh, and if they actually turn out vote and register to vote and do the things that are required to be able to cast yeah. a vote. To be a citizen. Did, do you know that many people who did? Uh, it seemed to me like a lot of the people that I knew uh, did in fact go out and turn out and vote. Uh, a lot of them Okay, so I'd say the majority of them actually showed up at the primary and voted for Bernie Sanders, and then uh, neglected to vote for Hillary. Yep. Mm -hmm. Didn't, didn't it show up, or didn't it vote for Hillary? Um, they didn't I, go back I'm, and I'm, vote mix. for Yeah, I'd, so I'd, that, say, I'd say mostly didn't go question. back. Just yeah. didn't go back. I'd say mostly didn't go back. So they it's went to, like, the, so they went to the primaries, but they didn't go to the actual yeah, election. Yeah, they were so pissed off that Hillary... Uh, Rigged the primaries? Yeah. So they didn't cast a vote in the general election. What do you think? I would say, because uh, I kind of try to pay attention to this, sure. like, having my friends be sort of sample of what I've seen, and I would say that this year, 
um, or this past year, I should say, there were much more that voted than I expected. But that's yes. not to say that there was a lot, because that's the, that would, that, I would be wrong if I said there was a lot. It was just more than I expected. I would say more than normal, but that's no, my, that's my realization. Really I know, I walk around and I see like people are like, oh yeah, I just graduated college. I'm like, did you just learn to drive? <laughs> <laughs> it's really frustrating when, and, and you know, we all do it. We've all been there. You know, it, there's a point when you you really kind of start thinking about, oh shit, this does affect me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the younger base isn't quite there yet. You still have the up to 26 year olds that are on their parents' insurance. So they don't, they're not connecting how it even affects them. You know, like there is going to be a point where you can no longer be on mommy and daddy's shit. And I think you need to start it. thinking about that before it affects you, not after. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I, I think no, you're yeah but, uh, but I, I mean, that's why I'm saying it's, you are we right. are all, you know, Sorry. we've all been there. We've all done that. I was you know? really shocked that uh, Trump so handily won Jackson County. Um, I really, I mean, what Obama won Jackson County both times, right? Trump yeah. won Jackson County. Yeah, Trump won Jackson County. Absolutely. Oh, I thought he lost Jackson County. Mm-hmm. Won the won the rest of the state. He mm-hmm. actually won Jackson he County. He won Jackson and County. It was pretty significant. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, close. Well, yeah, and that is okay, which gets me, which gets me to the actual crux of what I'm asking is mm-hmm. what what happened in the Democrats. What happened? County? That the that the Dems, uh, not the leadership of the party, but the actual constituents, the people who go to the polls. What happened that they disconnected? I don't think that people saw that hard. I don't think that people saw hope in Hillary Clinton at all. Well, I think it's two. I think it's not not having not not being happy that that Sanders didn't win and Clinton did. But they truly, I think people truly did not believe that Trump would win. Yes, I, I, I think I, they truly, exactly truly right. thought, yeah, now, I, do I don't need to go because nobody even... Nobody's going to vote for him. The problem is yeah. he threatened it so many times that he was going to run. And it really was kind of a threat. Like, I'm going to run this time. And when he finally did, people were... Like, it was just shock value. And they didn't take... They didn't I mean, take it seriously. Was, yeah, it was that they didn't well, take it seriously. Too, though. You know, Hillary ran against Obama and she was a bad candidate then. Well, why would they expect her to be a better candidate again? The well, Democratic now, Party failed now, to pick the right candidate. Now, and now I, I, I can go with that. Uh, as a matter, and, and to that point, after running Obama, uh, charismatic um, uh, uh, not just a speaker, but 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 borderline tr- a real true or- orator. Like he, he's like he's like he, he, he could he could he could stir. He could he 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 actually got young people to the polls after running that <laughs> candidate. What happened well, that they're like, okay, Hillary? I think you can handle it now. I think she bought be- it. Because, well, I don't know well, if she bought she it. She was supposed I, I, to be the one that ran and Obama jumped. I think, her. yeah, I really do and, believe and, that they, they being the Democrats, have kind of followed this system of you're next up. 
I don't even think it's a Bob Dole moment, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Bob Dole in 96 versus Clinton, like, that was never going to happen. John McCain. I thought John McCain, and I was just about to say, I thought John McCain actually ran a very good race. Yeah. Yeah. Thought, yeah. But yeah. still, I thought, was, was the next up. I thought he was the exception. I think that if he would have picked anybody besides Palin, he probably would have. He was winning it, I think. It, it no, was he, fairly he, close. He, no, he was actually down when he picked Palin. He did it. And I think that was a desperation move. Get, get and then some sort of he shot himself all the way in the foot. But, so, and I think Romney ran a good campaign also. I thought, I thought Romney was going to win, really. I I, I, I was surprised because I thought he did run a good campaign. He, he had a lot of I, 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 I didn't think though. he had a snowball's chance. Nah. Well, I, I, I think you're but he ran a good campaign. But you're running up against a sociological I think that that may have had a little bit of a And I guess that's my point. Like, if you know what it takes to, and I've never fully understood this because I've got a couple friends out there who, um, like they like they need to lose weight or they need to get in shape or they need to, like, and and but they've done it once, and now they can't seem to do it again. And I'm like, but you've done it once. But the, so, you're asking for something that's impossible. I mean, just go back in history. You've FDR. Amazing people seem to kind of you know revere him and all these other things. Although I don't personally think he's the best president you know we've had. A lot of people do. And then you go through Truman, Eisenhower, and then you finally hit JFK, and everybody's like, ah, JFK. And then you go LBJ, Nixon, yeah. Ford, Trump. Carter. Yeah. Finally you hit Reagan. But they, you go, but they also. And then he goes George H W Bush, not super exciting. Clinton was kind of exciting. You know? <laughs> and you have George W. Not that great. Yeah. You know? But they it also had um, campaigns and slogans that were very clear and simple. They had something they much had, more than that. They did, but I think much that... Yeah, like you say, I, I but agree. But it goes back to understanding what somebody is running for. You're she not all over the place. But you, but like I, Clinton, whether she was good or bad, everything, she was like trying to put out fires her entire campaign. I mean, it was. Fires of and, and, yes, I'm not saying that. I, I'm, I'm not saying anybody was at fault or everybody was at fault or whatever. But it was just a constant having to go out and deal with talking about stupid bullshit and not actually your platform. I think if you compare the campaigns of Hillary and Trump. Trump was the one who was just a complete moron saying stupid shit all the time. But he and got people excited and he got people behind him. And so her biggest fault, despite despite Bill Clinton, who was probably the best campaigner we've ever seen in our life, maybe up there with Obama. They yeah, were the two yeah. greatest that we yeah, all yeah, ever seen in our life. I think he was too. Did. And and he said, listen. Go to these outlying suburbs where people are losing their jobs and just go talk to them. Pennsylvania and Ohio, that's where you need to go. And she never went. She just didn't go. And it would have been such an easy strategy. For her to win would have been a 0.0. Those are both traditional Democratic states, manufacturing jobs, and all she had to say was, listen, we're bringing back... All she had to do was steal his message, which Cohen was brilliant at. But, All but we're now we're taking talking their message about, and we're going to bring back manufacturing jobs. This is what we do. We're people of the people. But yeah. we're now we're talking about what have the Democrats learned from 
Sanders and Clinton and not being able to follow through and, and get your base. Billionaire. I think I got an answer. Yeah. When is Nothing. that happening? I think I got an answer to that. <laughs> I think I got an answer to that. Mm -hmm. you, you've heard me talk about balance. Mm -hmm. And I'm big on it. Balancing life, balancing marriage, balancing business, balance overall government. You need balance. And I, and I really think the Democratic Party got really hung up totally on social justice issues. You got to have some social justice, but you can't forget the capitalistic aspects too. There has to be a balance of good social programs, eliminate the bad social programs, to be able to excite that base saying, you know, this hasn't done us anything for years. We got to get rid of this, but we're going to have this. This is what we're going to concentrate. This is a good program. We're going to work on this. But at the same time, we got to get you jobs. We got to get you out there working because a good economy cures a lot of social ills. But when did was a person ever said, "I'm not going to get"? I don't you think a they job. have that message very good anymore. I mean, like I have never seen it at any political candidate for that matter saying, "I'm not going to get you a job." It's always a matter of where they went and where they said they were going to get the job. <coughs> in a ridiculous fashion, promised all these just stupid-ass jobs to people who were desperate, and she never went in and counterbalanced it. All she had to do was go to the suburbs of Pennsylvania and Ohio. Well, I don't go, disagree hey, with that at guess, all. She, guess what? She was brought jobs to manufacturing workers, blue-collar workers, the billionaire from New Jersey who doesn't pay his bills and declares bankruptcy all the time and fires everybody, or me. I mean, my God! I mean, like that's the easiest but, message but in the world. But we keep going back to, but we keep going back to her campaign. But we're terrible. talking about why can't Democrats? That's where they go. lost it. They lost the message right there. Yeah. I mean, they lost. They stopped talking to blue-collar workers who were losing their they, jobs. They that's thought, what they stand for. They thought she was going to leave us, and she was. Yeah. I, that I, really, I, I think that really hurt. Yes, she is. Okay, so, Clinton, so, and Bill Clinton this is okay, so here's the so here's so here's 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 the question because I don't know I don't know if I agree with that but I but here's here's the the next question uh, who do they have that they could run that may have a snowball's chance in hell of, uh, of winning? They're putting a nod towards uh, Tulsi Gabbard or God, is it Gabbard? From Hawaii. Yo, oh, oh, oh. It isn't my Gabbard? It yeah. is Gabbard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's Bernie-ass, young. Uh, Do you want another Hawaiian person? Does anybody, <laughs> yeah. does anybody really think Elizabeth Warren has a snowball chance in hell? I don't. Uh, if she runs against Trump, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, well I, I just think she's very shrill. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she has a, a, a large appeal on the stage. All she does is stand up there and just shrill. And okay, I don't think it, that's it, what people want to hear. I, I think it's going to take a very personable candidate. I'll be honest. At this so, point, pick one of those two women who voted against health care. Pick Susan Collins or the other one. I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. But they have a great chance right now mm -hmm. of building upon the momentum that they have. going. And I love Susan Collins. I think she is phenomenal, a free thinker. She well, she's Maine and I understand the main. And I know that she's a Republican, but I do think she would probably... Do a Joe Lieberman and switch party kind of thing, or do something like that. Or you know, like they, they be, yeah, because <laughs> he was Democrat forever. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just straight up Democrats, that's a tough call. But I yeah. think you're going to find in two years one of them's going to break out of the path. I hope so. Okay, okay. So I think to your point, 
you know, I think your earlier point, I think Obama was kind of a force of nature. I mean, he was uh, not just the right guy for the moment, but like he, he was exceptional on so many levels. It's a tour de force. Yeah, like it, he would have been hard to beat by anybody. Um, so, which got me to thinking, is that what the Democrats in general need? They need somebody with that level of, uh, of dynamism that they can really rally behind. But who in the party even, even seen, like the only, only people I could Maybe come up with. Maybe it's not gonna be somebody, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I think the Maybe only person. Well, and I'm thinking the only person I'm thinking right now that is universally liked in the Democratic Party and uh, has the uh, the ability to speak, and you can tell that uh, he's coming from as genuine a place as any politician can is probably like Cory Booker. He's yeah, like the only. He's like the only. But I don't know if he wants to or is ready to, uh, or is old enough even to to to. Uh, he's old enough. Because you got to be forty. 42, 45. 42. 42? So, okay. the one, I think the weird question to me is going to be, and this is where I think both Obama and Trump had some problems. I think they both loved campaigning so much that when the campaign was over, it's kind of like, oh, God, really a day-to-day job? We got to do this show? <laughs> I, mean, like, I really like it. I mean, I know I wanted the job, but really, now I got to do it. Now I got to do it. It's kind of sucks. And, and I think Obama's had clearly more success, and I would honestly make the argument that Obama, as a constitutional lawyer, had more respect for the office and the institutions than Trump has. Yes. But given that, I still don't know. I think it's hard to be both. It's hard to be a great campaigner and also a great day-to-day guy. Because yeah, campaigns are exciting. The balance, the balance. Campaigns are awesome, and you just want to win. And then once you win, you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, God, like I gotta do it. They're all gonna say one thing. I gotta say this. Yeah, you were surprised you won. Reality of the presidency is a big baseball bat, and every time you get up in the morning, it whacks you right between the eyes. It's a TR big stick. It's a big stick. The TR big stick. And this and this is the presidency, and I think that's a real good point. I think a lot of them will suffer from that when they get in there. Bill Clinton. Really suffered from that early on in his years. Sure, because mm-hmm. he loves that he loves the challenge. Yeah, and, and and then he let Hillary started messing with health care, which was a total disaster for him. He, uh, he couldn't keep her at bay. Bill never been real good at controlling Hillary. Better plan than what we have now. So I mean, her idea. Well, I, were I didn't say it was a great idea, but I said she's the first lady. It's not something. That was traditionally the first lady would attack. Well, most traditional and, and first ladies so have not been that, that turned a lot of that, yeah, older people that. off because they were saying, "She's the first lady. What the hell?" Are you she doing? was absolutely qualified to come up with that bill and lead that charge. She knew what she was doing. She's exceptionally smart. 
uh, and again, was a lawyer, knew the law, oh, knew, was a, and had worked in Washington. But that, but that didn't matter because at the time she was still just the first lady. That's that, and that to me might be the most insulting thing that I've ever heard anybody ever say is that she's just the first lady, as if she can't do anything else. Mm -hmm. She has the public eye, and she's clearly a. But the traditional woman. first lady was just the first lady, and I agree. Well, I agree. well but I, know, but I, but I, every first lady well, has but, a cause that they rally behind. Yeah, they all get but put on the generally. Right? No, they don't. It was generally <laughs> a cause. No, they don't because Eleanor, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt made the exception. Most of them get put on the fat kids in America panel, and that's what they did. Well, don't forget Eleanor Roosevelt went through it all the war zones. She was out there with the war zones. She would go out. Eleanor? Yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt toured the war zones. She went to Germany. Yeah. She went to the Pacific. She American met with the soldiers. Eleanor Roosevelt was was rather an amazing person in a lot of ways. She was kind of a for dude, a woman of But what does that have to do with marriage? It's, she was still a first Eli. lady. <laughs> what I would like to say is that I hope one major thing that, and you can say this for either party, it doesn't matter, is to learn from this is to not make assumptions because I mean I think that was the big one where I think the Democrats thought they had this no no doubt about it we got this and everyone was completely shocked yep. and have you looked at the numbers behind this? There's the brain mass speaking right part. there right behind the exactly. voting trends I mean not specifically I didn't know if you had just, or not. Oh, just no, I, just, I, I just know that you know that yeah they they had the popular vote but you know yeah. But he it was played, close enough that he that played, doesn't necessarily he played, matter. Well, he played, he played a better game of chess with the, the specific counties that he was going to need to win than she did. He wasn't afraid to, be open, to play openly dirty. Very, yeah, true. Openly. I'm not saying they did or didn't. I'm just saying he wasn't afraid to. Everybody else... Being a politician, felt that there was this unspoken rules of they engagement. Made, they had to maintain a goody two shoes image somewhat. It's not a goody two shoes. There is a respect for the office, and I'm telling you, like right now, for example, on Friday when he was speaking in front of all the police, and he said, "You know what? Next time you're thinking about putting your hand on their head and make sure they get in the car, okay? Why don't you not and just throw them in there and all that shit?" Dude, well, you can't say stuff like that. That is unpresidential, especially at a time where I'm like, the police are having enough problems. You are not helping by going, oh, I should really endorse police brutality. This would be great. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a right. smart idea. For but even if you take it speaking. from there, why would you ever, in front of the Boy Scouts, talk about... Sex on a yacht? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, there's just certain, there's just certain uh, behavior. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk with you guys about sex on a yacht all day. I'm not going to go to the Boy Scouts. Yeah, not going to go to the Boy Scouts. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's good on kind of, script and he's really bad off. God, yeah, yeah. I'm with you with and that. He but he doesn't know. But, but that's the thing with him. He does, he just can't make himself stay on script. So he stayed on script. Him. He would it, be an extremely presidential president. But this will be interesting to see. His speeches when he's on script were phenomenal. Yeah. This is why I think it'll be so interesting to see how long Kelly sticks around as a general who's used to uh, very much following the orders. Keeping things disciplined and in line, and you are—you've walked into the monkey cage at the zoo, <laughs> and people are going crazy everywhere. You know that's going to be nuts. Yeah. I think with that, 
that's probably a good place to put a pin in this segment. Uh, so, if anybody out there in podcast land, uh, we definitely don't have any uh, answers about oh what they can do to what they can do to fix this. <laughs> yeah. Leave but, your comments uh, below. Yeah. Yes. But please leave your comments below. Uh, we'd love to uh, hear what you've got to say. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www.americathemixtape.com, a cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us, purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. And we are back. And before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about today's sugar, honey, iced tea. Uh, of course, that is the things that I or a member of the group uh, have found that are really cool, a.k.a. the shit. And today's sugar, honey, iced tea is birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, yo. And it just so happens that uh, not only uh, was it my birthday recently, it is my birthday Today, today, podcast day, and so, so I want to say uh, that I won't hold any of us long in this segment, but I will say birthdays are the shit, and my birthday, I feel, is the shit, and with that, I'm going to end this podcast in a way I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that's starting it all for me, and that is the good times with good people. Oh, yeah.